Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unlimited Lives, the podcast where comedian TJ Del Reno, voice actor, good man, heart of a lion, talks about gaming news, and then complains on air about it. Welcome to the final episode of Unlimited Lives. It really is sad. I'll get into it at the end of the episode, just so you get some good content and we can have some cries at the end. Joining me today is nobody. I tried getting Jason, bless his heart, and he's just too busy. Mary responded, Mary Lords or Mary Yon Pietro, you may remember. She also has a baby and was just kind of like, ah, oh, man, I can't pull it off, which is fine. Did I reach out to Carlo Rojas? No, I did not. And for no other reason than I kind of wanted Mary and Jason because I started it with them and I kind of found out too late that they couldn't do it. John and Crystal, I should, I mean, I should have hit all them up, but you know what? No, obviously. Listen, I would have loved to have them on. I should have. It would have been fun. And I apologize. But, you know, I just, tis what it is. So let's get into the final Episode of this podcast that has been running since 2012 started at Sirius XM under UCB Radio. It's Upright Citizens Brigade, hosted by TJ Del Reno, Jason Signs, Mary Jan Pietro, and Eric G. I just don't want to say Eric's name. I don't know if he wants to hear it. And Jason Shabiro, who produced it at the studio. And it was excellent. And I'll talk about some fun memories at the end of our show. For right now, happy holidays. Happy New Year coming up. I hope you had a great whatever you celebrate. Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you do. I hope it was good. Mine was pretty fun. I'll tell you a a fun story that happened to me. So my fiancé contacted Brian McGinnis from Playable Characters Podcast. And he, she, uh, you know, she ran it by him and she got me an extra gift that she said it was from Santa. And I was very excited. I opened the box up and it was, she put it in a, another box. So I didn't know exactly what it was, but it was a game. And I was like, oh, cool. And my face dropped when I looked at the title of this game. Elden Ring. And you just, you feel like a shithead. Because she could see my face kind of, she could see my face kind of, maybe my eyes drop. Like, you know, you could see the light go out in my eyes. Because I've talked about Elden Ring in the podcast before. And it's this thing of playing it at Ian's house in Denver. I played it at Ian's, my friends. And he... You know, I really was, I wasn't enjoying it, but I kept finding myself addictively playing it because I liked the world. I liked the action. I liked the loot. I liked leveling up, but I'm not a fan of hard games. I'm terrible at them. I'm not good. She, my fiance, does not know that. Now she knew it was game of the year. So she's like, oh, I'm going to get him game of the year. Now she didn't ask if I had it. I was playing God of War, and she goes, what game is this? And I was like, oh, it's God of War. And she goes, oh, okay. And then she reached out to Brian McInnes from Playable Characters Podcast, who knows 
I'm bad at video games. I know I've spoke to him about Elden Ring before that I'm like, I'm a fan if they made the game, if they made like an easy mode, I'd be a fan. So I had to go, oh, oh, then I was at this crossroad because I'm not an asshole. Like when someone gives me a gift, I usually want to appreciate it, use it, you know, really like it. I don't take gifts for granted. I don't throw them out or not use them. But I was at this crossroad where I'm just like, huh? Like, do I be honest with her and say, listen, the box was sealed and be honest and go, listen, I'm going to be very blunt with you. You know, she doesn't like when I'm playing uh, God of War and I get angry and I scream and I yell and I raise my blood pressure. I'm very bad at video games. I'm, I'm just, I'm not good at them. I enjoy when they're, you know, I, pl- I don't play games on easy. I play them on medium. I'm, I'm very middle of the road gamer. And um, I was just at this crossroad where I'm like, do I open Elden Ring and really give it a shot? And maybe I would find some joy in it. Or is this game, or am I going to play it for a little bit, get really frustrated a few times, and then kind of breathe and go, I cannot keep playing this, which is what happened at Ian's house. There was a bunch of instances that I just got up and I just screamed, you know, fuck this game, and, you know, did a little pouty storm around his living room while he, you know, he was laughing and trying to calm me down. And it happened too many times. And he was like, why do you keep playing it? And I couldn't give him an answer. It just something was drawing me to like play it, not to get good, not to beat it, but just there was something about it. I love those kind of games. Uh, Two Worlds 2 was that kind of over-the-shoulder, dark, dingy RPG. And it, well, Two Worlds 2 wasn't hard. Two Worlds 2 also had one of the worst final fights in gaming history. And in a nutshell... Two Worlds 2 was a European RPG game and I played it and you level up your character. You could use magic and like, you know, brute force. And I enjoyed the game. It had a cool, weird little world. It had a weird story. It was very open worldy and I liked it. You build up your character, this whole game in Two Worlds 2. And then the final, final fight, you're shooting ballista arrows at a dragon and that's it and you could be a level one shooting ballista arrows at a dragon so it just was the weirdest why did i build this character up if the final fight is just shooting arrows at a dragon it was crazy so i was like either play this game raise my blood pressure have a half stroke or i'd be honest and i go listen i'm very honest this game is gonna this game will kill me This game will kill me. If I'm trying to be polite and I try to play it, it will kill me. So I, you know, I came clean and she was fine with it. She sold the receipt. I looked online. The only game coming up that I'm excited for, which, you know, I don't know where you are in the Harry Potter universe, but JK Rowling be damned. I still love the movies and I still love the Universal Studios place and I love the world. I think it's incredible. But, you know, Harry Potter Legacy's coming out. I'm excited. So I, you know, kind of a cool compromise. The story had a happy ending. I said, hey, listen, she's a huge Harry Potter fan too. I said, Harry Potter's coming out. Let's go to GameStop. Let me return this Elden Ring game. And do it. But it just, 
the social dance I had to do. Where it's like, I this was such. I really appreciate doing it. This was such a nice gift. But I'm gonna be. This will murder me. She bought me Elden Ring and then a life insurance policy she took out on me, which I thought was very strange. I said, what is the correlation? And she said, there isn't. Why don't you start playing this game now? By the way, I hid your blood pressure pills. You don't need them. She's trying to murder me, everybody. Please call the policia. So I didn't do it. Put the order in for Harry Potter Legacy. Looks pretty fun. In a mid-January, I'm going to get back on social media horse so if you do miss me shout outs to all my friends marvin the martian hit me up and wrote a really nice message on facebook messenger you can reach me on instagram twitter facebook messenger you could always reach me there you can reach me emailing me um or emailing the show unlimited lives radio at gmail but you can still reach me send me a dm if you miss me send me a dm find me on PlayStation, every person that has listened to this podcast, all 300 or, or five or six or 800,000, whoever you are, I really did appreciate the journey. I literally did this podcast for you guys, for the people that actually downloaded and listened and enjoyed it. I really did it for you. But now you're going to kill me. So that said, follow me, find me. You can see me talk about gaming news on TikTok, so I won't be completely gone. And then just keep in, you know, follow my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok to see the projects I do. And the videoizers will be back uh, maybe at the end of January with Brian McGinnis, which will be every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you could watch us live talk about Nintendo Powers and hopefully doing toys. Let's keep going with the news. That's why you're here. That's why you didn't disappear. Here we go with the actual news you can't snooze on on Unlimited Lives. HTC is working on a new VR headset to compete with MetaQuest 2. HTC. My God. You know HTC. The half knockoff Android phone company. Have you had an HTC phone? I did. Did it work well? Not really. I did have an HTC phone. I remember I was going through, I think uh, it was after my Palm Trio I had or something. And I remember my brother at the time who was never up on technology. He, he just always did the weirdest, the weirdest explanation. So he had an HTC phone which would flip the phone, you'd hold it, and you could do, it's a touch screen, and it had a stylus. And then you turn the phone sideways, you push the screen up, and it would have a keyboard, like an actual physical keyboard. So when you were texting, you were hitting, you know, keys and a keyboard. That's how the phones were back in the day. And I didn't know if I wanted HTC. And he was like, well, HTC does the screens for iPhones and everything. Because I said I wanted to get an iPhone at the time. And he's like, Why? Don't waste your money on that. HTC does all the screens and they build phones for iPhone and for Android. Like, well, you know, go to the source. And I did. And it was uh, maybe one of the worst phones I had. Of course, this was 2000. I don't even know. 2009. This was a long time ago. HTC VR headset. They'll sell it at Sears, everybody. Sears and KB Toys will have it. 
I wrote those jokes and I enjoyed them. Then I looked up HTC and in 2020, the HTC Vive Cosmos VR headset for $700 was a thing. And then I looked up the ratings. I'm like, well, this had to be garbage. Like I've never heard of the HTC Vive or maybe it didn't passing for a minute. And then I read that it was an actual, like it, it was high rated because it was like visual. It was a really strong, powerful VR set. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll eat my virtual words now. I was wrong. I will always admit that I'm wrong. And I was wrong after I heard those jokes. I'm like, oh, HTC actually does VR headsets. Oh, whoops. It wasn't worth the $700 price point I was reading, but they said it was a very powerful system. The new VR headset, MetaQuest 2, is competing with the new, I would imagine, HTC Vive will um, be its standalone system. That was the problem with VR, was if you had a VR headset and you didn't have a Quest, you had to drill, like my friend has like cameras built in two, you know, two or four corners of his living room. Do you have to like install? And there was wires. Like you have to install, I think there was wires, but you have to install them. Like you would install speakers and in houses in like the late nineties. You remember that? That's how you know a house is old. And the people lived there were, uh, you know, semi trash was if there was built in speakers all over the house that were like built in and didn't move. That's when you were like, Ooh, this house, this was a certain kind of person that lived in this house. I'm talking like built in, like not in the backyard that you're like, all right, for barbecues. I'm talking like in the sitting room, there's like, you could see the speakers, just big speakers in the corner. You're like, Oh my God. So I'll eat my words. It's probably going to be a great headset. It's not going to be cheap. And they're also trying to, HTC is also trying to poo-poo the stealing of information. So they're trying to also be like, uh-huh, we respect your privacy, gamers. It's like, do you? Or are you going to find some other, or are you going to find some roundabout way to steal our information? And you're just like, um, we don't want your email. <laughs> but you did sign off on your eyeballs. That's the next thing. These VR headsets would be stealing our faces and eyeballs. It'd be crazy if companies started holding, uh, holding you ransom for. They do deep fakes. Like we're gonna send this to your boss of you saying a racial slur unless you give us your privacy. Give us your information, and we won't tell your boss that you use racial slurs for Italians. And you're like, oh my god. Then you wise up. You're like, oh, no one cares about Italians. <laughs> I guess it's fine, hun. Does anyone care about Italians? Well, Italians care about Italians. Yeah, it is, but are they really doing anything that will affect my life? No, not unless you're hanging out with the mafia. In other news, <laughs> Amazon to publish a new Tomb Raider title on multiple platforms. It's the apocalypse, everybody. Amazon just can't stop. First, they were just a book company. Then they started shipping crap. Then they became the go-to for food. Then people started ordering food on Amazon. You get your groceries, toilet paper, batteries, flashlights. Then they go into the TV space and you're like, oh my God, Amazon has TV shows for Amazon Prime, which no one cared about until Lord of the Rings came out. Then everyone's like, oh, cool. 
telling you, Amazon Prime is not, it's not even my top four apps to open up when I want to watch TV. I'm not like, you know what? Let's see what Prime has. I open up Prime. I never know what I'm looking at. The interface is awful and I'm just confused. I'm like, I don't know where anything is. So Lara Hunt, <laughs> Lara Croft will hunt down. This is the, this is the story. I think it'll be for this new, this is my pitch to what the new Amazon Tomb Raider game will be. Here's the story. Lara Croft is going to hunt down the evil union of doom, which lives in the Amazon to find the shrine of Bezos and free the poor workers who are stuck under the union's evil rule. Now, that story seems a bit meta to me. Not Facebook meta. Meta like, you know, talking of breaking the fourth wall. All of her weapons will be shipped next day. <laughs> you can also go to her mansion and watch a whole season of Amazon's original series, Mad Dogs. With Michael Imperioli and that one guy from Saving Silverman. <laughs> it's so sad it's like i start having fun with the podcast and then there's in the moment i'm like you know what maybe i should keep doing this and i'm gonna tell you angels i didn't write for this i wrote for this podcast two minutes before we aired and also i was about to go balls deep in harry potter goblet of fire when i was like ah oh, it's tuesday night i forgot it's okay you know what join me on my new endeavors whatever they may be after this Xbox execs said at the Game Awards, quote, we have a lot planned to show for 2023. He then leaned into the mic and said quietly, have you dank kids with a Z heard of a game called Call of the Duty? Then he dabbed and did a Fortnite dance for two whole minutes. That C that exec is really trying to get to the kids. Is there a lot involved? I still don't have an Xbox X Series XSSX. I want to get one because I want to play Starfield. So now I'm like in this weird place of, ugh, I guess. I, I, do you know how annoying that is when you, I'm, I used to be fine with both systems. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll get an Xbox and I'll get a PlayStation. And it's just recently, I just, I, I, I don't touch them. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to basically get it for Starfield and, I mean, that's it. I don't know what else I would want the Xbox Series X for, except for that. Unless Starfield goes on PS5, which I don't think it is, which is a bummer. Maybe it is. It might. Fallout is what I want. Fallout's only going to go to the Xbox X Series XS. So we'll see. If Fallout comes on the Xbox in you know two years, who knows? Maybe it'll get bad reviews and I won't care. Maybe Fallout will get good reviews and I'll have to just get an xbox series x maybe by then the price will drop to you know three or four hundred just to drop 500 on a system man oof so i don't know what they have to show for 2023 but uh, none of it excites me i'm not like oh nice that's the other that's the other knife in my soul with this podcast is there's gaming i, I used to really care about video games and gaming use i used to really read about it and like i used to love reading the stories but like, oh my god oh really like what did the xbox executive say but i just you guys heard it. it's just i got bitter jaded as i got older i got more tired and more angry and i just don't think it's 
if I'm not being funny, it's not fun listening to a 40 year old man complain on a podcast. You could complain as long as it's funny. My problem was half the time I wasn't being funny. So eh, this is my fault. This isn't your fault. This is my fault. And Marcus Parks' fault. It's his fault for kicking us off last podcast. And it's also UCB's fault for liquidating. That's it's everyone's fault but myself. I'm just kidding. It's my fault. If I made a better product, maybe I'd be surviving. Anyway. Fine. Uh, it is two more and fun news stories, and then I can tell you uh, uh, a couple memories of the podcast before I splitsville forever. Crash Team Rumble is announced. It is a four versus four team based online multiplayer game. Holy crap. Who is excited for this? <gasps> Nobody. Do you know why I think it's weird? Crash Bandicoot was a thing when I was a kid, and he's a cartoon. And he's a weird looking cartoon, and he's goofy, and he's a doofus. The reason Mario, I don't care about Mario. Mario's longevity is because you make very excellent video games that are fun to play and are great games. Crash Bandicoot had a ton of weird games. I barely played it as a kid. I was fine with it. It was on PlayStation. I was like, okay. Are kids into Crash Bandicoot? Like, if I talk to a five-year-old, is he going to go, hey, now one of my friend's five-year-olds. I'm not going to a park. I'm not going to a, a park and finding random five-year-olds. Hey, okay, look, can I talk to you for a minute? Tell your mom it's fine. Just get it's, it's fine. Ma'am, it's fine. Let me ask your kid a question about Crash Bandicoot. And she'll go, I played that. And I'll go, shut up. I want to talk to your kid. Hey, boy. I'll grab him by his ears. Hey, boy. You ever hear Crash Bandicoot? And he's going to go, no. Then I'll ask his eight-year-old brother, hey, come here for a minute. Listen, lady, I got it. You have three kids. Chill out. Eight-year-old, you ever hear Crash Bandicoot? He might go, yeah, maybe. You excited for a four versus 14-based multiplayer game? He'll go, no, I'm playing Fortnite. And I'll go, me too. See you on the battleground. In this game, oh my God, you get to choose from all your favorite Crash Bandicoot universe characters, like, like, uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot, um, some, uh, uh, some guy that's like a big green, green muscle guy with a little head, I think, uh, some, uh, a, a woman, some, some woman. Uh, oh, the, the evil scientist guy with the N on his head, him. Uh, and, uh, I don't care. I'm bored of this bit. I don't care. It's, it's so dumb. Finally, in your final piece of news from the unlimited lives news team. Also, thank you, Marty, for everything you've done, everything you will do. Hopefully in the future, I still like working with Marty. He's a great guy, sweet guy, great guy, great worker. Loved them. I still want to play games with y'all. I still want to hang with y'all. Don't uh, don't leave me by the wayside. Find find me on the social medias and keep up. I'm very good with, very cool with people that are friends and fans of the show. I'm never like, I'm never an asshole. Cyberpunk 2077 celebrates its second anniversary December 10th. Cool, it just passed. Technically, they can only celebrate their first anniversary because of the glitches and all. So this is. Probably the first year the game actually works. To say two years is a bit much. They had a cake, but it disappeared due to a corrupt save file. Great. That's how you podcast. That's how you that's how you end a show. Oh boy. 
it's, it, it's like breaking up with someone, but it's, it's easier than I thought. And it sounds, I'm not trying to be mean or shitty. I think if, I think if I give anyone any piece of advice with doing any projects, you really, really know when to fault them. Really know when to put something down. Really know when to stop doing something. When, you, when it's at its height or when you're kind of like, I think it's run its course. Know when to stop. I did not know when to stop. Because I kept wanting to do this. And it went through a lot of iterations. I want to thank Jason, Mary, Eric, Jason S. I want to thank Ben, ben Dale, Carlo Rojas. I want to thank Megan. I want to thank Marcus Parks for keeping us from Cave Comedy Radio to Last Podcast Network. And, you know, if we were doing a better job at the podcast or building it, I think we'd still be on there. But, you know, he's got to make business decisions. And that's how it is. Do I have ill will towards Marcus for firing us off the network? No. Did I in the beginning? Yeah, it was pretty depressing. But that was also years ago. Still a huge fan of Last Podcast on the left. Those boys are great. Ben Kissel, Henry, they're great. So is Marcus. They're great. He's awesome. He still is a very nice guy. Every time I see him, very good guy. Don't think there's anything with Marcus. After that, thank you, John Robert Wilson, Crystal Beth, Carlo, again for staying on. Thank you, Wendy. My girl, Wendy. And then also thank you, Ian. Cousin Ian, thank you, Joe Harari. Thank you, Matt Radlow. Thank you, Jeff Cerulli, Brian McGinnis. Thank you to you, everyone who's listening. Some memories I really have the podcast was having Mateo Lane on, Dan Soder, Mike Lawrence. One of my favorite times we had was using the Oculus uh, Rift, I think, with VR porn. Very funny. I don't know where that episode is. I don't think you could find it. But it's very funny we did that live. The excitement of walking into Sirius XM when it started and, and doing radio. This wasn't a podcast. This was a radio show at Sirius XM on the internet, which you may say that's a podcast, but you couldn't listen to it unless you subscribed to Sirius XM. So it was a radio show first then to a podcast. And then it was in my kitchen. It was in the basement in Pennsylvania when I lived during COVID. And finally in my bedroom with my expensive setup that I wasted money on as I stare at all this money down the drain from trying to stream. It's been a fun journey to a TikTok video with Jason that had 680,000 views. My first extreme viral video was thanks to this podcast. The other huge videos, huge viewed videos, thanks to this podcast. This podcast really meant a lot to me. It really was a learning experience for years and years and years. It made me happy. It made me cry. It made me scream. It made me love it. It made me hate it. It was a relationship with this podcast. And I think it's time for us to say goodbye. And it kills me. And when I have a fun episode, it is that addiction where I'm like, I think I should keep going. But I can't. No breaks. 
No nothing. You could probably find old episodes on iTunes if you swipe down long enough. Hit me up on social media if you want a game or anything. And thanks for being there for me and thanks for listening and thank every one of you who stuck by, downloaded this episode every week, listened to it every week. You were great. Facebook group will remain open. The page will be there too. There won't be updates, but Facebook group will stay open for, hey, let's post some fun Facebook group stuff in there, man. Keep it alive. Keep it going. Maybe, you know, Discord, our Discord channel will stay open. Nothing's going to be closed except just no new episodes. And um, I don't think anything will be coming out of the Twitter page, Instagram, or the Twitch. If you want to follow me on Twitch, I do have a Twitch page, TJ Del Reno. I have a YouTube page, TJ Del Reno. You'll see my, you'll see a picture of me on it. So you'll know it's me. And that's it. Follow me on social media at TJ Del Reno on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. I hope to see you on my next adventure, wherever that may be. To all of you, great successes, happy life. Be cool to each other. Be kind. Don't be gross. Don't be bullies. Don't be toxic. Don't be shitty. Just try to be cool to everybody. Be cool online. Be cool to everyone. Just treat everyone with respect and have fun. And with that, I'm out. See ya. Pause.